0: As we, uh, as we work through week two of our three-week preparation, you know, phase two is a situational awareness time for us. So last week was fundamentals and installation of the basics of the game plan. This week was very much more situational based and then mixing in some competition periods. Uh, you know, we're finishing up finals right now too, so the guys have got a lot going on. They're busy and they're doing a good job of handling it.
1: Coach, how has how was everything come together with, with bringing the coaches in, with you taking over a new role, uh, and, and just all the moving parts? Has it, has it been pretty fluid, pretty smooth?
0: Yes. I mean, the guys that came in to, to help us are, are veterans of the profession. They've been around a long time, and, so, uh, and th- we have prior relationships. And so that allows us to, to move more seamlessly. Um, the conversations have been awesome, the players have been awesome as well, in regard to, to making sure it all goes smoothly in the communication lines. That's really the biggest thing, is the communication of everything. So, um, <clears throat> again, like I said, you know, about a week and a half ago, we are going to have a plan to execute, and we are in the midst of that now, and it takes it's gonna take us the entire time to prepare for the game. And, and today, today was something, and that was what we had to do. And then tomorrow is going to be another set of things. And, and <clears throat> once we get through this base part today, now we can start coming back through things a second time. And our goal was to get everything done twice here before we go down to the bowl site so that uh, you know, repetition is the mother of all learning. So uh, the more we can do it, the better.
1: Coach, talk a little bit about the guys you brought in, and kind of introduce us to, to some of those a little bit, and, and and what they're doing for you during this this, this bowl preparation.
0: Sure, uh, John Strollo, uh, I, I played for him in college. He was my coach, um, and he is uh, he worked at Springfield College, which is a, a triple option university up in New England, and so he has been helping us uh, with the defense and coaching the scout team offense. You know, how do you simulate? Um, trying to prepare for this thing. And so um, when all of this seemed evident, not all that long ago, and Air Force was a likely opponent, my brain started circling around, okay, how do we find people that are available, that have experience in this style against an academy and whatnot? And so that became my focus. Uh, And coach, my, my coach is retired now. And so I called him up, I said, I need your help. And uh, he said, when do I get there? And, and uh, Brian Ginn came in from Chicago. He was last with the Chicago Bears. <clears throat> and uh, we worked together at Delaware. He played quarterback for Coach Raymond uh, in the wing T, And uh, he has been my special teams person that's been really helping me uh, uh, get that thing as efficient as we can, and uh, also with the scope positions on the perimeter. Um, John Reagan is in, he was last at Maryland. He's another 20 something year veteran and he's helping out with the offense as well. And he worked at West Point, he worked at Air Force. And, uh, and so we have the opportunity to, to, to have an understanding of, of preparing to beat one of these teams uh, as best as we can. Um, Matt Hackman's in from Stony Brook is consulting with our defense to help with the triple option. And uh, he, he's another guy that's been around defending the triple option a long time. Uh, and then I have a young man named stone manello who who uh, I've known his dad for twenty something years and uh, he's a young hard working young man and he's helping us out with those with those underlying jobs remember it's it's not just me that's have has a lot of different hats on right now. there are other people in the program that have other hats on as well, and so we want to make sure that um, that that we have some more support staff people as well you know so a young guy like that to help us out and and listen um, I don't know if I'll ever find the words of gratitude and thanks for these people, but they left their families, they left their jobs uh, to come be here for three weeks or less and, and help us have a great bowl experience.
1: How has it been with Coach Chesney coming in? And obviously he's, he's at practice. He's implementing some of the mm-hmm. things that he wants in the future. Um, talk about that relationship a little bit and how it's been in practice.
0: Absolutely. It's been a nice bolt of energy, a nice bolt of juice, You know, uh, something that's a little bit different, which is a good thing. And And Coach Chesney needs to spend time with these people. And I think one of the advantages of this right now is – because I'm in charge of the organization and the implementation of practice, it allows him to get, uh, weave his way through practice and be a little more personal and things like that and start to implement some of those little things yet have the ability to, get, to be around the players without having to worry about the clock and things of that nature. That, that's kind of my job right now.
1: Obviously, you guys are, are going through practice. Um, most of the guys are still going through it. But have there been players that have opted out of playing in the game?
0: Yes, two people have, uh, Mikhail Kamara and Carter Miller. That's it.
1: Does that speak to the kind of the character and the, the culture of this program, that only a couple of guys have done that when so many could have because of everything that's going on?
0: Oh, 100%. I mean, again, there's no denying the, the, the love that these people have for each other in that locker room and the respect for the program um, in this unusual time. You can't deny how they work together and want to be together for this one more time.
1: Coach, talk to me a little bit about what's some of the challenges that sort of defending the triple option bring?
0: I discipline. You have to be a disciplined assignment player. Um, I remember when I, when I first started working at the University of Delaware, um, Tubby Raymond was still around. He was a famous wing tee coach there. He invented the wing tee essentially. And, and he would say, uh, it's a great way to hide the football. And so in that same fashion with the triple option, there, there are similarities, okay? It's a great way to hide the football and distribute the football. It's also not just the offense. It's the style of defense to play, that they play, the kicking game that they play, and this specific style of offense that is totally controlled to minimize your opportunities. And that's the purpose of it. Let's, let's maximize how many opportunities that we get as a team and let's, minimize how many times they how many opportunities they get as a team and so every time you get an opportunity you got to make the most of it you know you got to be like gold so th- those are the challenges the discipline of the eyes the discipline of the assignment okay and then you got to be able to run and hit It's still football at the end of the day. It's still a a, a physical contact sport, you know what I mean? But applying that discipline to it, that is just different than what you see every day, right? When you see something unusual that you're not seeing, it takes you a little bit of time to catch up to it. And so it's a totality of of everything that goes into it, of maximizing and minimizing opportunity and how they deploy their program. Coach, can you talk a little bit about the coaches that stayed on staff through the transition? How have you kind of seen them step up alongside you and kind of adapt through the situation? I think they've done a terrific job of moving to a new role, learning something new, trying something new. Again, this whole thing has been about you got to have an open mind. And you, it's, how, it's, it's about your, your world view. Do you see things like as opportunity or a problem? And so I think they've, they've followed in, in step in that this is an opportunity for them to experience something that they may not ever experience again in their professional lives. Like this, is, this bowl game, this coaching staff, this group of people, this, the circumstances that are around everything, uh, we may not experience it again. So when you get something like this that's so unusual, you, let, let's make the most of it. I think when they understand the fundamentals of the game or the fundamentals of the game, the things that you practice the most often uh, in practice still exist. It's still a contact sport. It's still about block destruction. It's still about tackling. It's still about doing the basic things. You might see something coming at you differently, but you specifically are still the same player, and so why not be confident in you? Yeah. I mean, he's been with us five years. Um, he's, he's got a coach's mentality raised by teachers. Um, and so again, an opportunity has arisen for Nick to be have one more impact on this program. Unexpectedly that impact is as a coach and listen, when he's done playing football, whenever that is, and I hope he has a long professional career, whatever it may be. Uh, He's going to be a heck of a coach. So this is on-the-job training right now, and he's there every day. He's there helping out with all that we do, um, and, and coaching the line. And again, five years with me, uh, he understands what we're doing, the language, right? And, and he knows what it's supposed to look like. And he's going to—he's—he's a—he's a wonderfully young aspiring coach at some point when he decides to. You know,
1: with this being Jamie's first full game, it kind of comes with a set of different challenges in terms of preparation compared to something like the FCS playoffs. Um, You know, just how different is it just kind of preparing for a postseason game that's one month in advance as opposed to maybe a week or two in the FCS?
0: I would say the mindset is completely different, right? The the approach, right? So everything starts with with your mental approach. And so your mental approach to preparation has got to be dramatically different than the playoffs, right? Because the, the FCS playoffs, there's a sense of urgency. Right? This is going to get done in seven days, or this isn't happening again. Um, I do compare a little bit to um, when I was at the University of Delaware in 2010. We went to the national championship game, and, uh, and that was the first time that the game was in Frisco. And it was also um, the first time that it, it, it shifted from uh, before Christmas to after New Year that was the first time and so uh, like in 2007 with the national championship game it was before christmas there was only 16 teams it was in chattanooga all that stuff there so all of a sudden we had this extended period of time around the holidays to get ready for a game and we went through this We, we called teams about their bowl prep and we used similar models in in regard to that in 2010. fast forward it's about the same amount of time and so there's, there's really like an industry standard of, of how you go about preparing for the bowl and the number of practices and things of that nature. Um, they're not all that different. Um, and so the mindset of getting ready for something f- further off in the future, you need to remain emotionally calm, right? To play a football game, you have to maximize your physical, your mental, your spiritual, everything's gotta be on point on that day. And in the in the playoffs, you're up and down pretty quick, right? It's going to happen every seven days. You're going to peak, come back down, peak, come back down, right? And now it's got to be a slower grind. You know what I mean? It's got to be a slower rise. It's like running up a long hill instead of running up a steep hill. Probably a way to look at it. And, you know, you look at Air Force and the season that they
1: had starting 8-0, and then, you know, they hit, hit some pretty bad injuries and they finished the season 0-4. Are you kind of going to the game expecting for them to be at full strength again like they were at the beginning of the season?
0: Absolutely. No question. I mean, there's been a good amount of time, right? Young people heal quickly. So we're anticipating that they'll be at full strength.